we're back after a miserable i wouldn't even say it's that miserable honestly i didn't mind the game there was a lot of offensive prowess there and a lot of offensive positives obviously a lot of defensive negatives against the chiefs but we'll get to that in a second we're back another behind the birds episode here me i'm hosting today max eagles intel and i'm here with my good buddy here nader Najee, nader whatever you want to call him eagles.world and it's just us two today because Jay and Donovan are out here ghosting us again. So people are wondering why the pods get out late this week. And it's I mean, the answer staring you in the face. It's these two. These two aren't even on the pod today. Yeah, they've slacking Donovan out here telling me he can do it one night. And he's like, I can't do it. And I blah, blah, blah. That's whatever. We're here. It's whatever. We're doing it or recapping the Chiefs we're previewing the Panthers. Let's it's start a good pod. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we got a. Uh... We got a one in three football team in a division that's quickly slipping away. But I weirdly feel very calm about all of this. I don't know. If I think I think the calmness is nobody expected us to be good this year. People probably want more wins. And once the season started, especially against Atlanta, when we trounced them, yeah. everyone's like, oh, this team might be really good. But yeah. Atlanta is also really, really bad. I, I think we tricked ourselves into thinking that there is a chance that uh, there is a chance that the Eagles were going to be competitive this year when we knew all along. And look, Max, you and I and the rest of us had all, we've been saying this whole time, you know, you're sitting on $40 million of dead cap space. Uh, you have a rook entirely, like nobody on this coaching staff outside of uh, Kumar Rocker's dad, Tracy Rocker on the defensive line. Uh, <laughs> Shout out nobody, nobody on this staff is has experience. Nobody here. No. You know, first time defensive coordinator, first time head coach, offensive coordinator. It's the first time Sirianni's called plays, too, isn't it? First time. Yeah. First time Sirianni's called plays. Not a lot. Just not. A, it's very young uh, coaching staff. It's just we knew coming into this season that they were not planning on being competitive, that the whole point was to develop Jalen Hurts. See what you, you want to see if Jalen Hurts is your quarterback. That's literally the only thing I want to see this year. Evaluate the talent. Let the coaching staff get a year under their belts and then. Really, honestly, start competing next year, um, which was frustrating. But, you know, over the course of the offseason and the fall, we talked ourselves into this division being really bad and the Eagles having a chance to compete win nine or ten games. Now, I don't think nine games is out of the question so far. They've only dropped one game that I think they this is going to be a rough stretch. Yeah, I mean, this okay. game. Start with the Dallas game, honestly. Yeah, this <clears throat> this fulcrum. Well, so here's two things, two things that took place in the last couple of weeks that we hadn't foreseen that I think put a damper on the season very quickly. One, the Eagles are clearly younger and not as prepared and just just a young football team, not by age of player, but at, by the way it they make play. stupid mistakes, a lot of stupid errors, a lot of just not clean football that we probably undervalued how likely it was going to be. And the second thing is the Cowboys look very good. And which shouldn't be, most people saw. shouldn't be a surprise it's, to anybody it's honestly I mean, because it's Javon Diggs. Like, <laughs> like the only reason they're good right now. They were, they didn't have Dak last. We don't need to spend too much time on the Cowboys. The, no. the Cowboys, I'm not, Different the Cowboys are, have a good roster. They've done a good job building their roster in the last five, six years. And by that, I mean, they've done a good job drafting. Like when you have a player like Byron Jones, who your team drafts, but you don't have cap space to keep around, go and get a hundred million dollar contract elsewhere. And you replace him with a second round pick in Trevon Diggs that has already been, you know, incredible. Just to start funny. His career. He wasn't I mean, that good last year. No, I mean, he but that's just, jump. that's how good organizations function. Yeah, no, and that's I what agree. good teams you have to do. Draft just, well. Right. So you don't win it, the, you don't win football games through free agency. Exactly. 
Fortunately for us, Mike McCarthy's their head coach, so we shouldn't be too worried about. Fortunately for us, injury. our draft class this year looks pretty good. Yeah, like, we, we can we very can get early, to evaluating four that. weeks. Yeah, we're a quarter way. I guess we used to be quarter way through the season, about yeah. a quarter way through the season. And you know, Devontae Smith had an amazing. We'll talk about Devontae Smith. He had an amazing game on Sunday, 122 yards. They yeah. finally started using him and like you utilizing his abilities because he's always open. You, we talked about this in the group chat. We send like the all 22s. Yeah, he's always open. Like literally, yeah, we, we've been saying, yeah. And Jalen Hurts yeah. in the in the coaching staff finally realized, hey, just throw it to Devontae Smith. There's a 95 percent chance he's open. Every and play, I mean, look, know. they did it. They did it in week two as well. They they targeted Devontae like Should've had a touchdown too, but. eight or nine times. Yeah, um, I think they've done a good job trying to force him the ball. Uh, sometimes it'll hit, sometimes it won't. He was due for a big game. He got one. But, yeah, Max, let's talk quickly about the, the Chiefs game. I, I think part of it's like, yeah. you know, we know this team's not going to be very good. They hung with the Chiefs, who are uh, obviously part, yeah. a Super Bowl contender. They scored on... The defense is awful. I think this is true, but they scored on every offensive possession. Is that right? We did? I think so. I think we scored there on... might be look, one. Let me let me double-check that up for you and keep going. I, I, I mean, like, like whether or not it's true, the, the sentiment is still there. That like, I don't remember oh, seeing Sippos come out at all. No, he did not punt. Uh, whether or not they scored on every possession or not, they were definitely moving the ball on every possession and getting themselves oh, yeah. into at least field goal range. Um, they Without had a really good offensive game. Sirianni did a very good job calling plays. Jalen Hurts did a very good job. Yeah, Hurts had red his, zone was a little, probably one of his best games. Yeah, yeah red zone was a little iffy. We, we've talked about this before, but like Sirianni's problem in that game was not play calling as much as it was game management, as much as it was short yardage situations. Keeping the ball out zone. of Patrick Mahomes' hand. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, it just so happens that, that the Eagles missed a, a number of high leverage moments in that game to make it so that it never felt like they were truly competitive, like off the bat. When you screw up fourth and three and think that there's a delay of game penalty, and this is on Sirianni for not knowing the down and distance, it, it, there was probably a confusion with the referee. But regardless, you start from the beginning of the game. I mean, it's just high leverage spots like, you know, Hertz misses Ertz for a touchdown. Hertz hits Greg Wards in the hands, and that's a touchdown right there. Devontae Smith gets pushed out of bounds second time in two weeks that a receiver is getting pushed out yeah. of bounds on a touchdown. You know, that's a touchdown. You have Andre Dillard blocking downfield. That's a touchdown that gets taken off the board. It, just stupid penalties after stupid penalties. Just a lot of things that ended up being high leverage moments. And because the play calling is not crisp in those areas, because they're doing stupid things like swing passes behind the line of scrimmage and not running the ball in short yardage and red zones situations, those get amplified. I think and that's so, the big things from Sunday. We saw Gainwell had a nice rushing touchdown, but he's not running the ball in the red zone. He, he started running it more this week against the Chiefs. But to open up, you see what Brandon Staley said about the run game and how it helps the quarterback so much. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was so right about it. Like, as much as what week it was Dallas where he only ran the ball three times to Sanders and Sanders yeah. started getting his carries this week. And so did Gainwell, but especially when you get in the red zone, like when you get in the red zone, you're expecting Jalen hurts to do something. The defenses are expecting Jalen hurts to either run the ball himself or to throw it. Yeah. It's all eyes around Jalen hurts. You have to open that up for Jalen hurts by letting Sanders and Gainwell run the ball. And the one time they let Gainwell and Sanders run the ball in the red zone, it led to a touchdown. Right. And, and that's right. And, and, and I think like you and I would probably agree that the bigger problem is not Sirianni's like, I don't want to run the ball that much. Modern NFL no. today is about throwing the football, but, I'd say but that. 
when you have a mobile quarterback, you should be sprinkling more running options at least or read options into your passing game, which they have a little bit of. They have, and, but it's also Jalen Hurts kind of takes that away a little bit. Yeah. In the sense of he takes the ball a lot. In and in short yardage and red zone situations, that's where I think it's most important to be prioritizing running the football and that's what they don't do too often they have first and goal from the three for example and you get a rollout with only two receivers running a yeah. real route and, and it's you're rolling it out too and it's you literally have half a field then you have second down you have like a screen like or a swing pass or like a design qb run or something Some like a draw something stupid and then third down is just a you know you have a slant and it gets blown up and the, the problem is that you're putting yourself in a situation where your third down play that might have a conversion percentage of like 40 percent or 50 even if it's a toss-up kind of play half the time you're not going to get it but if you yeah. have those kind of plays and you have three downs to get it then you have a chance of being like, all right, if we run three plays, all of whom have a high chance of converting, then we have a chance to score here. If we run a play that's basically dead in the water, it's either going to work and it's going to be like, that's my problem. It's why are you running swing passes and that sort of thing? Either you block it to perfection and Sanders could be running for like 40 yards if it wasn't in the red zone, or it's going to get blown up 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's like, it, it just doesn't make so. He's a young play caller. I think he'll get a feel for those things. They had a fine game on offense. I think Jalen Hurts was really good. He missed a couple of throws that he can't miss. Yeah. Um, Greg Ward could have caught that you ball. You see a but... lot of progress there. Yeah, and that's, that's I think right. what we want to see. Like, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about, about that. I mean, I saw that a lot on Twitter. The the how how much Hurts has progressed. Since I mean, started. it was like even though they did lose, it was probably Hurts' best game in the NFL. He went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes through for three, three and a half more quarters. passing yards. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, the Chiefs defense is nothing special, but Hertz also was missing four out of five his four out of five of his starting offensive linemen. Like the offensive line wasn't great Sunday, but they did their job. And to be able to do that with four backups in there, Hertz was hitting his throws for the most part. Obviously, he missed a few, could have made better passes to Greg Ward, Zach Ertz in the end zone, stuff like that. But he was hitting Devontae Smith all day long. Sirianni finally started implementing the tight ends into the game plan, and that helped Hurts out a ton as a safety blanket kind of option. Because we remember when the Eagles made their Super Bowl run, a big reason for that was Foles and Wentz both had Zach Ertz as that safety net. That third and three, throw it to Zach Ertz. It's going to yeah. happen. Now you have Dallas Goddard, and you still have Ertz, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. But Hurts was making better reads. There's a there's one play I think we talked about in the group chat where he had Quez Watkins open for like 50 yards and he just dumped it off to Sanders. And yeah, Sanders. it's not it's not entirely clear what happened there. But, you know, they picked up yardage on that thing, on, on that play. Too. No, so he no, might yeah, be a little bit gun down. shy. He might they be got a little first gun down. shy. I think eventually they got the touchdown too. But Yeah, I, look, I agree with you. I think he had a really nice game. His accuracy is improving a lot. Even Jay, who, you know, in our group chat, he's not here right now, he's but in our group chat, Jay agreed. This, this was one of his better games, Hurts' yeah. uh, uh, is. And, and it's what you want to see. Right. It's the kind of it's the kind of thing where you and I talked about this two or three weeks ago, Max, that uh, it seems like the coaching staff is trying to force Hertz to develop as a pocket passer, even if it comes to the detriment of the team, which is the big debate that me and Jay had last week. If yes. that's their plan, if it's just like force him to sit in the pocket and learn how to make the throws, then it seems like he's progressing well. I mean, look, if you have any intention of winning plan. the season. It's not terrible, but if you have any intention, if you want him to be your season, franchise quarterback, he's not going to be able to roll out each time or run away from the pressure each time. It's it's you a very long there. it's a very long term view of of the team and Hurts. So look, maybe that's what they're doing, and if well, it turns ideally, out that they keep Hurts next year, then the ideal situation is the you plan, do have Hurts. Sure. Yeah, we talked about possibly making it like a two year development thing because the quarterbacks next year are not fantastic, unless 
a Russell Wilson requests a trade or a... I don't, I, here's the thing. Like you and I've talked about this before, but I don't, I don't think a veteran quarterback is what this team needs. Like they're not, they're not veteran the enough. They're not. Yeah. We'll get to the defense momentarily, but like on the offensive side of the ball, they're not veteran enough. The offensive line is in the middle of, it's going to be in turnover soon. Brandon Brooks is likely gone. Jason Kelsey is likely gone. Like we're going to have, Two to three, one to two new starters on the Looks offensive like line next year. And I mean, I guess you can make one if Landon Dickerson's starting now. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know the wide receivers are still very young. I, I think this situation and this team is going to be. We prime. have mine next year too, don't we? Uh, we will, we will. Well, now that there's no quarterback on the books after next year, so they'll have. Yeah, and you'll have you'll have to resign Goddard. But I think that's the only guy that you really need to resign now. I don't know the cap situation right now, which but is a, that's a, that's a different to my brand. Story. But yeah. Um, uh, so like like I think this team is ripe for either year three technically or really year two Jalen Hurts whatever it is or we'll go through year two a rookie quarterback alongside a lot of fresh new talent and then this is how we can transition to the defensive side Max especially on the defensive side of the ball because outside of what I thought was a disgraceful performance from Jonathan Gannon which oh. is that like we can get into the scheme for a second that the, the, there's clearly not enough talent on the defensive side of the ball outside of whatever Gannon you know we're going to talk about Gannon in a moment. But it's clear the defensive side of the ball just doesn't have the talent. And I that's, think there's that's two true. guys on this defense right now I'd be okay with keeping next year. Okay, let me try to guess. Javon Hargrave. It's one. It's going to be more than two because I mean, I just off keep, the top of my head, I'd keep Slay too. Honestly, Slay's been pretty good. You would keep Slay. Okay, so are we taking into consideration how much we're paying them? No. Okay, then I would keep Hargrave, Cox, Sweat, Brandon Graham. Sweat was my second one. Yeah, Brandon Graham. Slay. It's just like without the paid stuff. Barnett's yeah, not going to come back next year because he's free. No, agent. Barnett's gone, he, but he's also a moron. Is part he's of an absolute idiot. He's so bad with penalties. Like, I've yeah, never it's, seen... It's out of control. It's literally like Jason Peters in his end of his career with the false start. Yeah, I mean, and that, that was different because Jason Peters was trying to get an edge yeah. in, in, pass, in pass protection snaps because he was old and he was a Hall of Fame player. Derek Barnett is just... It's, supposed to be it's, it's personal fouls. That's the other thing. It's not like he's hitting... Personal fouls, offsides. It's, There's yeah, stupid I mean, it's, penalties, It's stuff too. that's not happening in... It's not like he's like hands to the face when he's trying to beat a rush he's just yeah. like blindsiding guys after the play is over and he's been doing it consistently since he got here and it's unacceptable like honestly i think they should reduce his playing time seriously put josh sweat in there put you know ryan kerrigan is stealing money from the eagles yeah, so he's, maybe he's not kerrigan terrible. but like maybe kick milton williams out to defensive end or fletcher cox to defensive which they have else. been doing milton williams got a few more snaps this week i saw so you know the defensive personnel is obviously not good the yeah, linebackers who else are has been horrific. non-existent the past three weeks Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. I mean, look, that's the problem. Honestly, I mean, I'll never get mad at Fletcher Cox because he's done so much for the franchise. He's got to do more. Terrible the it's past definitely true. Eight, nine games. He's got to do more. And and more importantly, I think it's like the problem is because there's no talent outside of the defensive line, unless the defensive line is dominating, they're gonna get killed. Oh, yeah. Because the linebackers are not NFL linebackers. They're the terrible. cornerbacks are honestly replacement level. Steven Nelson stinks. Darius Slay is fine. He's an average cornerback. But he's I'm getting, fine with keeping I mean, he's going to get getting a lot posted. of money, though. He's fine. And the, and the, and the safeties are, like, fine. But the, the bigger problem is that we can't really evaluate those guys because Gannon is insistent on playing only zone coverage yeah. and centering the line, which is stupid. Like, his, play, his personnel does not fit the scheme. The linebackers can't cover in space. There's no reason to be playing this much zone and two you see safeties. On four or five of Tyreek Hill's catches last week, not the long ones, but the shorter ones. It was Eric Wilson covering him. I mean, it's just it's it was like, so reminiscent you, okay. of Jim Schwartz last year having 
Nate Gary covered Chase Claypool right. and watched and at least touchdowns. Th- the difference is Jim Schwartz never came out and said we don't play dime, which is just a remarkably stupid thing to say. It's like yeah. you, it, in a situation at the goal line, you need cornerbacks on the field because your linebackers can't cover in yeah. space. And so, and like that's how Tyreek got one of his touchdowns. It's Eric right. Wilson lined up from Tyreek Hill. What's going to happen? Oh, and, I wonder. Right. And exactly. Patrick Mahomes sees that. Exactly. He's I mean, they were, yeah, like, so the bigger problem is like this might work. Playing Daniel Jones. Over the exactly over the course of the year, this is going to work a number of times. A either because the defensive line will dominate, or B because the method of the style of play they're they're playing is we're going to give up five to six yards a play. We're not going to get anything let of over our heads. We're going to limit explosive plays through the air, and we're going to give you everything underneath and force you to string together long touchdown drives. It's and a bend, don't break a mistake. Defense. It's fine. If you're playing against Sam Darnold and the Panthers, it's not fine if you're playing against Patrick Mahomes because they <laughs> the will best convert in the league. every single third and short that you give them. They had two third and third and third and twelves too. They had, they had two third and longs in Sunday's game. One of them both of led to an interception. Oh, yes, yes, and, yes. And the second one was Patrick Mahomes scrambling for a first down. Neither of the third and longs the amount of resulted times in a you would defensive see... breakdown on the back end. The amount of times on like a third down you would see Mahomes scramble for the first because Eric Wilson just wouldn't be looking. It's like it's just like like that's the or other any thing. Any of the linebackers, like like not Eric Wilson. I am. This is just a, this is not necessarily again a thing. It's a general thing with defense defenses. The defense far side. too often do I see defensive coordinators just conceding yards, especially in situations like again. This is not Hurts specific it, to this not game. Hurts. Schwartz did it last year too. Like like you know third and twenty. From the forty yard line, from from you know when we're when they're in our ter- when they're driving, right? The, yeah. Let's say let's say team is driving. They're at your forty yard line. It's third and twenty. Defensive coordinators in that position will play sticks and give up ten yards underneath, which to me is stupid because you're turning a fifty six yard field goal even longer <clears throat> potentially one, yeah. into ten yards. Like you're giving them free yards that turns into points, no, and that's what the that. Eagles did so frequently. Was like we're going to give you the underneath. We're going to let you get into third and short They've because done it the we're too year, scared of Tyreek Hill. Falcons, really. And the problem is, in two consecutive weeks, we've just seen the Eagles be like, "Hey, you can run the ball. We're we'd rather you run the ball than throw it through the air." The which Eagles is a defense fine right philosophy. now looks like a high school team. It's a fine philosophy to let the opposing teams run the ball instead of throw it. But the problem is every single run is going to for eight yards, eight yards. I mean, that's how you yeah. get into situations where there's only 10 third downs. It goes and back to what Brandon Staley said. It makes it so much easier for Patrick Mahomes. It's just like you're not and they're not throwing in any unique coverages. They're not throwing any unique pressure packages. No. It's just they're mm-hmm. doing nothing that's interesting or new. They're conceding yards down low. They're letting against good offenses. It doesn't matter if they have to go ten plays. They'll do it. And 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 to the point to, to to this point, you have plenty more single, good offenses. You're playing this year too. Every single Chiefs drive resulted in a score except the interception. Resulted in a touchdown except the interception. And every single drive that resulted in a touchdown was long. It took a lot of plays. Yeah. But that's what happens when you play a good offense is that they're not worried about taking a lot of plays because they know how to execute. And that's what happened. They just execute. They don't make mistakes. Good offenses. No, and so, like, good. you could try this formula again next week and maybe Sam Darnold make a couple of mistakes on they better hope McCaffrey plays, it's going to be over. They're, right? That's so, not like, going to work. Like, the, I just, just this guy, like, do something, dude. Do there something were a few that's plays there where Clyde Edwards Hilaire could have taken a run that was, like, five yards and made it 30. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not good. McCaffrey so, sees that, and he's gone. And, and you're going to, I mean, like, uh, 
it's just it's so frustrating watching this defense. And and you and know, the defense honestly might be helping Hertz's case in the sense that if we have three first round picks next year, you might be taking a safety a linebacker in a corner. Absolutely. I mean, look, you need or a lot of help personnel wise. You need a lot of help personnel wise. And and I think it's time for them to finally start investing in linebacker. And I wouldn't, to your point, Max, I wouldn't be upset if they went cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, and then got a linebacker in the second round. Like a linebacker Mita, again, it's Mita not Mita a Jay vital position. About it yesterday. You need somebody who's a playmaker. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame is a dog. Safety? Sting- yeah. Safety yeah. from Notre Dame. Yeah. Eric Stingley, obviously, dog. Yeah. There's a few really good corners in this draft that are going to be top 15 guys. Yeah. If you have and money Eagles, to play with this offseason, you can make this team a contender next year very easily. We, it's just more if you hit on your draft picks. And developing guys, too. Davion Taylor's not even seeing the field. Like, at least no. get him some run. Avante Maddox, low-key, has been very good this year. He's somebody that started to develop more when he's playing a role that's not asked of him. You know, Jim Schwartz was asking him to cover outside. He couldn't do it. No, he was cornerback two last year. They moved him back into the slot, and he's been quite good. I haven't haven't been seeing Avante Maddox get toasted. I mean, look. He made one or two good plays, I noticed. It could be. It could be partly that that they're uh, that the coverage is protecting him. Yeah. And and the way they're playing the defense. But so far, like he's been pretty good. Pretty good. Like that's the kind of thing is you need those guys who are in the system who are taking in later rounds to develop. And if you can do that, that's how you get a, a system that like like creates talent as opposed to like has to has to overpay or spend on talent. You have a system that creates and produces talent. I mean, it's so far they look like good. You know, like Kenny Gainwell in the fourth round looks like a nice pick. Yeah, Gainwell's Zach, a good player. Zach McPherson, who knows if he? he I, we haven't seen anything yet. out of Zach, uh, McPherson. He apparently had a good training camp, so that's hopefully a good sign. I mean, I, I'll give credit to um, who's the Patrick Johnson. Jay's Patrick Johnson's guy. He's a good been, one. He's been pretty good. Uh, Milton Williams, Tron Jackson. Fine. Like he's just you know, there. These guys are Sean Bradley is just there. Like they're fine. Nobody's popping out, but yeah. you know, that's why I'm saying advocating for giving those guys more playing time. Let Davion Taylor be the primary linebacker. Can't be any worse than Eric Wilson. Can't be any worse than Eric Wilson. He has the athleticism to stick with Christian McCaffrey. And that might be a good time to transition to the game this, this Sunday. Yeah. Let's transition. Um, and, and, you know, he, he gives you something different and has a chance to like, this is a young guy who you're trying to develop, give him some reps, see what happens. And, and, you know, Let's get into it now with the Panthers. Panthers are three and one, just coming off a lot. Their first loss of the season to Dallas, but yeah, they got to be a pretty bad too. Like, like we were, you, Max, and I were just talking before the podcast. They have not beaten anybody good. They beat the mm-hmm. Jets narrowly. They beat bad. the Texans, who are a tire fire, and they beat New Orleans pretty convincingly. I think New Orleans stinks. You're a little it's, higher on they're them. Such, they're such a hit or miss team. It's like, oh, they're either going to come out and ball out this week, or oh, they're going to come out and shit the bed. Yeah, I mean, look, they they trounced the Packers in week one, but they trounced the Packers in week one, and since then they've been like, eh, they got killed by the Panthers, they beat the Patriots, and then killed by the Giants. So yeah, no, exactly. Hit or miss. I mean, yeah. I'm not worried about the Saints. The Panthers are, in my opinion, they're a borderline playoff team that is very beatable for the Eagles, especially because they don't have a very good quarterback. And let's get no. into the offensive personnel. Look, Sam Darnold yeah. doesn't scare you. He doesn't they, scare me at all. He's somehow the leader of rushing touchdowns, though. He's an average NFL quarterback to me. Yeah, and he can take a team to the playoffs. He could take this Panthers team to the playoffs because Panthers have with, a with very the third wild card spot. I, I I could believe that. But it's also I think the big factor this weekend is if McCaffrey plays, right? Because he's going to go into the game as questionable, is my guess. He's going to play. He's been practicing all week. He said he thinks he could play Sunday, but said yeah. it's up to the coaching staff and the training staff. We'll see. So it wouldn't surprise me if they just kept him out because if you watch the Eagles defense. Probably don't need McCaffrey to burn him, but obviously, if he's healthy enough, they're going to let him play. DJ I, Moore has been amazing this year. 
absolute stud. Robbie Anderson has not been good in the sense they haven't really been targeting him. But but he's still a talented player. Very, very talented. Very talented. It's just yeah. more of the personnel and the play. Outside of that, though, there's not much here. The tight ends don't scare me. Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas. The offensive line does not scare me at all. Mm-hmm. Cam Irving at left tackle. Taylor Morton. They Morton should be able to get pressure on him. But it's also, we say this with the Eagles all the time, and who knows? So, I mean, like... Like, you know, that'll be something. Donald's having a pretty fine year. Like, he's been... He's doing well. He's doing very well running the ball. I will but say he also... That. I mean, his touchdown... Yeah, that's right. He's second in the team in... Uh, no, I lied. He's third on the team in, in rushing. Behind McCaffrey and Chubb. He's Hubbard. the first. He's first in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Five. Yeah. So, you know, that's something good. to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, McCaffrey is the X factor. He's second in the team in receiving, despite being a running back. Robbie Anderson is third. Other than that, they don't really have anything going on. Moore is the guy that's getting the bulk of the targets. So he has 43 targets that DJ he could Moore. have. It would not surprise me if he had a Tyree kill like game this weekend. I mean, not he's bad. on my fantasy team. So, <laughs> um, and then other than that, on the defensive side of the ball, there's not a lot of talent there. Hassan Riddick has four and a half sacks. Hassan Riddick, Jeremy Chin's a dog. Jeremy Chin, who should have been an Eagle. Brian Burns has three sacks on the year. That's pretty good. Nobody outside of those two has more than one. I'm trying to think. CJ Henderson's the new cornerback there. Is he playing? I think he's. Yeah. CJ Henderson's playing, isn't he? Or did he get hurt? I don't know. He might be playing. Gilmore's not... there now, but he's on the PUP list, so he yeah. cannot play. Shaq Thompson's pretty good. Shaq Thompson's very good. He's had. He's having a great year so far. We'll get to see JC Horn, who was a former future nope. Eagle. No, he's injured. Oh, you're right, actually. He's out for until December. I saw him possibly the year. Shame, but their defense is very good. I will say oh, that. You turn Gross Matos, another yeah. former future Eagle. I I'm ve- I'm a big fan of the Carolina defense, and they were really good the first three weeks, and then Dallas just carved them up. But to be fair, Dallas has an amazing offense. Yeah, I mean, look, it feels like every game right now is a measuring stick game, but this really is the true definition of a measuring stick game. This could you're very going well against, be another shootout, but it might be closer against, than the Chiefs. Yeah. And you're going against a team that's like average to above average, which is what the Eagles are trying to be. And so being able to hang with that team on the road, it would be impressive. So we'll see if they can do it. And uh, I mean, you know, their their guy that's calling plays there is a former Eagles head coach, Joe Brady. (laughs) Yeah, former future Eagle head coach. Yeah, that's who I wanted. Um, We can also think it'll be a good test for them going to Carolina. They should be able to win this game. And let's also. It's very winnable. About... Like we went to the Chiefs game. I think all of us were like, there's no way they win this game. We all want moral victories. Yeah. And in my opinion, I got a moral victory in terms of the offense. The I think so as well. So that's much. right. Yeah, that's right. Like, I just want to see Hertz ball out. The offense do well. See Devontae Smith go off. And I saw what I saw. And I saw what I needed to see. Hertz did a very good job. Devontae Smith was open almost every single play. Hertz got the yep. ball to Devontae Smith. They made it work. He put up 30 points. Normally that wins you a football game, but. You're playing the Chiefs and our defense literally can't cover a high school team right now. So, yeah. So really quickly, let's briefly touch on the injury report. There's only two, yeah. two and a half guys to keep an eye on. Jordan Mailata limited today. He looks like he's trying to push to be back. On I Sunday. think he I think you're going to see him play Sunday. Um, then we have Darius Slay, who just had a kid. So he yeah, was out he's, today, he's, but he's, he's fine. Play. And then the Lane Johnson situation. I don't Nobody think knows. We heard we Jay don't want to speculate. This morning. Yeah. Jay mentioned this morning, possibly suspension from the Eagles. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because he, if it was, he was in Oklahoma. Yeah. They would have either one said something about him being suspended or two. He would have been yeah. back by now. Yeah. I, I, two game suspension. But apparently yeah. he is back in Philadelphia. I don't want to speculate on what's going yeah, on. No. He's got a personal problem. I hope he's something's okay. going on. We hope Lane's OK. We hope his family's OK. 
Hopefully he's back by Sunday, and it sounds like he's back in Philadelphia, but there's no it's, more. I, I don't think that. he's going to play Sunday. I think more likely you're looking at him Thursday night. Okay, let's let's assume he's out Sunday. We have Mylotta possibly or Dillard on the left side. So I saw today in practice they were getting Mylotta some some run at right tackle. So there's a possibility that you see left to right, assuming Johnson's still out. Dillard left tackle, Dickerson left guard, Kelsey center, Herbig or no, I'm sorry, Driscoll at right guard, and then Mylotta at right tackle. So that's only one and that's two true replacements. So you think in there. Dillard plays? Left tackle then, and you think Mylotta might run out? If Mylotta can play, you think Mylotta might run, line up at right tackle? Yeah, if Johnson's, because they, they were showing that look a little bit in practice today, I think they might prefer Mylotta at right tackle and Dillard at left tackle than Mylotta at left tackle and uh, Driscoll at right tackle and Herbeck at left guard. Because, like, you know, when, when Mylotta was developing, you might make an argument that you should just get him reps at left tackle, but they paid him already. As yeah, a left tackle, tackle. Yeah, he's, and he's the understanding that like he knows what he's doing at this point, so you could just let him play right tackle. Like it, they seem to be comfortable with that, and Dillard definitely can't play right tackle. Um, he's talked about how in, incapable he is of, of making that switch um, from the left to the right side. So uh, that's possible. Uh, we'll see how it all turns out. Hopefully, Lane's back, and then this takes you know. Then it's easy. Then it's Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, Driscoll, Johnson. Yeah, and. I think my lotto will play Sunday. I think he's been limited enough and I think they're going to let him play Sunday. Yeah. I mean, he's for the most part healthy. It's notable that they Dillard didn't even that bad though. I think the only thing I've noticed with Dillard is the penalties. The penalties is what gets it. Well, yeah, let's talk about that briefly. I also wanted to mention like Dillard's problem is strength and yeah. you know, but we'll see if he can hold up against stronger defensive ends and people start bull rushing him. How he hold up against that. But to the point of penalties, like, we can get into this a little bit. What is going on with these? So for people who aren't aware, the penalty is that on on unless it's a run on passing with the plays, ineligible man downfield. Yeah. The offensive lineman can't travel. What is it beyond two yards past the line of scrimmage? Two yards. So on passing. play. So what that means is that on I also run, think it's partly on them. because Sometimes it will be an RPO option and he'll but, think that the right. runner gets it and he'll go the, down. So that's the thing. The, the Eagles and a lot of other teams in the NFL have built in options in their passing game. That is, the ball goes to Hertz. He puts it in Sanders' stomach and reads the linebackers. There's also a slant route that's being run. So usually the option is either handed off if the linebackers are playing out or if the linebackers come in to bite on the on the run, pull it out and throw the ball across the middle to the slant guy who's running across the middle of the field. In some other circumstances, there is different like a screen, right? A run RPO that leads to a screen or an RPO that leads to Hertz running himself. And really just a, a pure read option that he shuts down the, the passing option. The Eagles have too many plays where the timing of this is off. So Hertz gets the ball, puts it in Sanders' belly. The offensive line is supposed to block as if it's a run. Yeah, and they're going to go down the field. They're going down the field. If it's not a run, the quarterback has to get the ball out quickly to the receiver in order to avoid the ineligible man downfield penalties. The coaching staff has said they're being a little bit more strict about it this year than they had in the past. But this is, I think, both on Hertz and the coaching staff. It's on Hertz in that he needs to be sure that he's getting the ball out quickly and making decisions quickly. But you also saw in a lot of these games that the plays are kind of being blown up or the timing's being thrown off to where Hertz can't throw the ball unless, unless you know, there's people in the way. And so there's just a it's a beat off, and that leads Dillard to going like a couple yards downfield, 
And because the plays are beat, beat off, by the time he throws the ball out, Dillard is three, four, five yards down the field as opposed to two, three yards down the field because Hertz is a beat behind because the play got blown up, not disguised well, not schemed up well, whatever it is. So yeah, that's been a problem. Penalties um, in general have holding offside. Oh yeah, stars. huge problem. And and you know Jay said that least football chat. games. Yeah, Jay said the thing in the chat that Sirianni took a really harsh tone with the team this week about penalties and like they really got to clean that up. It's just like you're never going to beat the Chiefs with that many penalties. No, they, it's stupid mistakes. Too. They like, they pl- they play that Chiefs game back, that exact game back. Like like the understanding that like you know all things being equal, if they play that game again and just give the Eagles the high leverage situations back and cut the penalties in half, they win that game like a third of the time. Like that game, yeah. maybe even more. That game was totally in play. If you don't shoot yourself repeatedly in the full of penalties and you don't choke in high leverage spots, you win that game. Like that I is agree. a totally winnable game. Look, the, 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 I know the defense wasn't stopping anybody, but you were in a position where the Chiefs defense wasn't stopping anybody either. No, it was a back and forth. It was Hurts versus Mahomes. All you needed was one stop. And honestly, I don't know why, but I felt kind of good about the Eagles defense getting one stop before the Chiefs defense did. Mm. Maybe that's crazy. I don't know. I, but but neither of them were getting stops. Both defenses are terrible. But but the difference is the, the Eagles had opportunities when when the Chiefs, quote unquote, got stops. It was touchdowns into field goals. Yeah. And and if you play those, whatever, we don't have to rehash this. But the point is, like you play that again, there's a chance to win that game if you don't have. So no, many you're going to win in Carolina this weekend if. You moved the ball like you did last week. They did a lot of good pre-snap motion this week, or last week, I should say, because the against the Cowboys, what was that? I think they had zero pre-snap motion. Zero. Yeah. So it's like you saw Gainwell's moving all across the line. You saw Sanders. There was a lot of motions going back and forth. The normal football stuff, like a normal offensive mind will do. And it confuses the defense, makes the defense think a little bit more, makes the defense adjust. And opens things up. Like Kenny Gainwell had an amazing game. And part of it was because of the pre-snap motion, being able to move him around across the line. Jalen Hurts was able, things opened up because of that. So Sirianni's learning. I don't get the I don't get firing a coach after one year. We're four games into the season. Let him go. If it gets absurdly Hugh Jackson type bad, okay, I'd consider it. But I'm giving Sirianni at least two years before I say, hey, I'm ready to get rid of this guy. Is there anything else, Max, that we wanted to hit on about this last game or the upcoming game? As long as the Eagles can score in the red zone, hopefully they'll figure that out, give the ball to Sanders and gain one more in the red zone. And they'll, I think they'll win. I do think they're going to win. You think they're going to win this game? Like, they certainly have a shot to. I don't know if they're going to, but they certainly... I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say, like, an Eagles 24-23 win. Hmm. You know what's been good, speaking of? Jake Elliott. Haven't talked about that. Yeah, so far, nothing to complain about. Goals. He's no, he's no Aaron Sipos, but Aaron Sipos has had himself a nice year so far. The greatest punter of all time. All right, yeah. so this this pod was a little bit on the on the shorter end. We can quickly uh, run through. Let's also do just a quick update on. You're you still in the survivor pool? I am still in the survivor pool. I think me Donovan is, got out last week. Me as well. He Donovan the, got out. Who did he pick? Saints. Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Let me I see. Have the, who do you have this week? I don't want to tell you. I, I picked the Buccaneers. Okay, I took the Cowboys. Who the Cowboys pick? The Giants. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hope they lose. It's gonna be <laughs> a lot I mean, of people. Like, I, it was like I think there's 25 people to start with, and I think there's four left. There's four left. It's it's How me, you, you, and two of Donovan's friends. I 
I think, yeah, Donovan took the Saints. I'm doing really bad in the pigskin pickums. You are. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. I, I kind of just like pick them. I also pick them on like Tuesdays and don't look at injury reports or anything. Yeah, nor do like, I, mean, I sit I just, in class. Like, and I'm so bored, and they email me. I'm like, ah, I'll pick them now. I don't know how. I don't know how Donovan is, is so doing so it. well at this. Yeah, 96% success rate. Let me let me check right now. I'm doing uh, well in the fantasy league though. I am three. I'm one doing terrible in the fantasy league. Okay, I'm all right. Donovan is 96th percentile. I'm 93rd percentile. You're 70th percentile. <laughs> I Donovan has 42 correct. I have 41. You have 36. Yeah, I'm shit in the bed there. Real bad. Real, real bad. bad. Hey, um, I'm survival pool and fantasy football made. Yeah, me too. And then the fantasy the fantasy team, I'm, I've been really bad in fantasy. I've been really good. I lost my first game this week. Let me uh, let me pull up our league. Um, In our league. And I get McCaffrey back too soon. You're three and one, you said? I think I have McCaffrey. All right, I'm two, I'm two and two. That's not terrible. Do I have McCaffrey in that league? Uh, Let me see. Who? Let me see. And then in the meantime, we also pull up. Uh, I'm going to check the, the points four to see how you do. Yeah, you have McCaffrey in the league. Yeah, so I get him back, hopefully. Um, let Actually, me I hope it's next the, week, honestly, for all the Eagles' sake. In terms of points four, oh, I'm very, I'm near the bottom in points four. That's a disaster. I'm probably I'm probably top four. You are fourth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Jay is third in points four, but he is uh, – uh, he's, only, bad, he's only one it? and three. Yeah. Where's Donovan at? Donovan is – Two and two, two and two, uh, and near the bottom, near toward lower in in points. Yeah, Donovan towards, made like, the, the league the weird. Like I've never played with three wide receivers before. I know where I. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Freaking my my team's just not good, bro. Like I can't. I my I team's be very honest. good, but it's like no yeah. money's involved, so I don't pay attention as much as I should. Yeah, it's not a very important league. All right. Any final thoughts before we? Uh, before we get going, I'd just love to see an Eagles win this week. It's been what three weeks? I need that would be one. good. I'd really love another one. I'd love, I would love a mic'd up too. I thrive off the mic'd ups. I think they mic'd uh, Javon Hargrave up. Did they last, last week? week? Yeah, did they post it? Yeah. Oh, I know what I'm doing after this pod. All right, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for keep giving us five stars. We love you. Uh, and we'll pod. Probably you want to still do the let's aim for Monday because I mean it's a Thursday night game. Yeah, we'll do something in between the Sunday and the Thursday game. Yeah, get to play the defending Super Bowl champions. Let's go. That's a game we could steal, by the way, just for all the folks out there. That's a game you can steal at home on Thursday night. Just an FYI. We'll see. All right. Peace. Deuces.